Welcome to this episode of Extra Bite, where we take that extra bite on our week and go a bit further into what God has been speaking to us about this week. We have been speaking on the theme humanity and sin throughout our week's bite-sized episodes. Today, let us take an extra bite. In the past four episodes of Bite-Sized, we focused on the theme humanity and sin. We looked at how man was created in the image of God and in the likeness of God. We spoke about how God was the source of all things and how in creating man, he also provided the best use manual of how our lives ought to be. We also touched on how outside of God, man is not living his full created potential. And how we cannot define our purpose outside of the source of all creation. We spoke about the purpose for man which was given by God in the beginning. To work. To do good works as we saw in the book of Ephesians, that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. We wrapped up this discussion by saying that man was created by the breath of heaven, the breath of God, and then clothed in the dust of the earth. The man is a living soul And we said these words. We said we were created by God to resemble him, to do his work on earth. We have value because we carry the breath of God. We have purpose because we were created to dominate. This was our message in episode one. In episode two, we looked at how man was not only given purpose and creation, but also that God gave man a platform to live out this purpose. We started our talk in chapter two of Genesis, where we looked at how the word of God gave us authority to dominate in Genesis 1, to dominate God's creation, but not each other. How it calls for us to be one, to be united. This further call for unity we saw in the book of John chapter 17, when Jesus prayed for his disciples and those who would come to believe. He prays that we may be one as he and the Father are one. We then looked at the character of man at creation before the introduction of sin into the equation. And we focused in Genesis chapter 2 verses 15 to verses 23. We saw how God planted a garden for man to tend and to keep. 
we further saw the first restrictive commandment given to man, which was not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And how when God gave this first restrictive commandment, he also attached consequences for not adhering to what he has had commanded men to do, not to do. It is not good for men to be alone. This is what God said in relation to us. We focus on the importance of this statement and how the companion that was suitable for man was only found in himself and not in any other created thing. We further looked at the glory of God which covered man in the beginning while man was in a good and righteous standing with God. We then concluded by highlighting the impact the introduction of sin had on man and the relationship man had with God. In episode 3, we introduced sin into the equation. We looked at how sin was introduced because of man's disobedience to the instruction of God. We focused on how man ignored his spirit nature because of the lure of his fleshly desires in going against the word of God and the instruction of God. We also looked at how man decided to judge what the serpent was saying to him, not in communion within himself, but through disregarding his spirit nature in the making of this decision. We looked at Adam's complicit through his silence as his wife was being deceived by the serpent. It was Adam who was given the original instruction not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But he kept silent whilst the serpent was falsely advising his wife otherwise. His silence opened the door to disobedience. We then turned our attention towards the response of sin in our lives and stressed that sin in its very nature will cause us to want to hide from God. I then touched a bit on how this hiding behavior has entered the house of God even today and how the leaders in the houses of God shy away from speaking truth about sin because of their complicity in these sinful actions. It's a matter of do what I say and not what I do. But even then, the saying is not specific to the sin that we see prevalent even within the house of God today. We ended this section by declaring the Bible tells us we cannot hide from the presence of God. David says, if I go up to heaven, you are there. Where can I hide from your presence? So even in our hidden sinful action, we are not hidden from the presence of God. God sees everything, whether we do it in the open or in the hidden place, he sees it. In episodes four, 
We then focused on the consequences of sin. We looked at how the consequences of Adam's sin were far-reaching. How they were not only focused on him and his wife, but also how they affected the environment around him. And how they even affect us today. We stress that this is foolishness to expect good from evil actions. Yet, today men expect good from evil. And the last of the, all of these consequences was death, returning to the dust. But also in this we saw a separation from God, as God spoke of men as only having one nature that is of the flesh. We then concluded by looking at how later on in Genesis chapter 6, God responded to man's sin. And had it not been for Noah, mankind would have been wiped out by the flood. Because it repented God that he had created man. Such a gloomy but powerful statement. We wrapped up this episode by speaking about the future judgment of man that is coming for us. How the only way of escape we have is Christ Jesus. Friends, man was created by God to have dominion over God's creation. But the sin that came through disobedience shifted us from a position of communion with our Creator and our our Lord and pitted us against Him as enemies of God. But God, who is full of mercy, and loving kindness has not left us to our own devices in this state of eternal damnation, but has provided a way back to him through Jesus Christ. Today in wrapping up this concept, I want to look at two statements or concepts you can say. I want to look at Adam's silence and I want to look at what I call from the source. You see, the fall of man was as a result of Adam rejecting his God-given position of dominion over created things and the earth, but rather wanting to be like God instead. In Genesis chapter 3 and in verse 5, the serpent says these words. It says, For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Man left his God-given position in wanting to rather be like God. This is the same reason we are given in Isaiah chapter 14, in verses 12 to 15, that led to the fall of Satan. Furthermore, in Genesis chapter 3, the Bible says this. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. What baffles me is that The Bible says he gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. So Adam was there the whole time whilst the serpent was talking to his wife. 
he did not say anything. Even when his wife misquoted what God had said to Adam about the consequences of eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Adam kept quiet. Worst part is that the instruction to not eat of the tree was given to Adam by God. And God had said nothing about touching the tree. The woman added to the instruction that God had given. The one whom the instruction was given to rejected the instruction through his silence and became complicit in the act against which God had instructed him. Man has continued in this trajectory even today. We are very quick to misuse or misquote the word of God or to keep quiet when we see it being misused by others because it tickles our ears and gives us a false sense of happiness or euphoria. We were made in the image of God who even when he had taken the form of man could not keep quiet whenever he was encountered with false teaching or evil against God. We read in the Gospels that Jesus, when he saw what was happening in the temple, he took a whip and he chased the people out. We read how he constantly spoke against the Pharisees and the Sadducees in their hypocrisy. This is the example of who we ought to be and how we ought to walk and live our lives. Not as mere spectators or self-indulgent beings only focused on me but as true ambassadors and representatives of God here on earth. Remember, friends, he made us in his image and in his likeness. That is the original purpose of our being. That is what a proper knowledge of the scriptures will lead us to being again as originally designed and purposed by God. Secondly, friends, I want to look at this from the source. Human beings, for me, are the most interesting of God's creation because we're the only ones out of God's entire creation that have rejected the source of our being to try and live life outside of Him. You see, I've never seen a fish intentionally try to live outside of the water because it understands that it was created from the water. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 20, God says this. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that have life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament. It is out of the water that the creatures of the sea were created and in verse 22 it is in the water where their blessing lies in verse 11 of chapter 1 of Genesis God commands the earth to bring forth vegetation and trees and 
And it's interesting to me that every tree you see is always thriving and in good health when it is connected to the source of its creation, the ground. You see, the tree understands that seasons will change, winter will come, and when winter comes, it will lose all of its fruit and all of its leaves. But in all this, the tree will cleave to the ground and not let go of it because it knows that in the right season, its leaves will sprout again. His green will come back again and it will bear fruit again in the right season. Likewise, God commanded human beings out of himself and thus we are at our best position when we are found in him. It was St. Augustine of Hippo who said this, Thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds rest in thee. He created us for himself and our heart longs to find rest in him because it is only in him that we will enter our rest. We were created out of the source which is God and like a tree we ought to cleave to him no matter what. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, The Bible tells us that God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. You see, it is out of all of himself that he commanded us. We were made in him, for him, and by him. If you read further in verses 27 and 28, you will see that in him, God blessed us. That the blessing that God proclaimed over our lives was based on us remaining in him and being like him. So whatever season we find ourselves in, we ought to cleave to him. Like the tree cleaves to the ground. Because he is the source of all of our lives. He is the source of all of our being. That is why the Apostle Paul, in the book of Acts chapter 17, verse 28, says the following words. He says, for in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of our prophets have said, for we are also his offspring. In him we live and move and have our being. 
that ought to be our current state and our future state that ought to be who we are and how we speak of ourselves and how we see ourselves he's our source and we cannot be alive and thrive except in him but you see we're very quick to want to let go and blame him when we go through tough seasons in our lives when winter hits we want to let go we don't want to cleave yet i've never seen a tree leave the ground in winter because it's lost its leaves you see the tree understands that it is only by cleaving to the ground that it will thrive again in the right season friends life is only found in him if we desire to live this life the way we were designed to live it we need to find ourselves in him the bible says in hebrews chapter 3 chapter 3 verse 15 while it is said today if you hear his voice harden not your hearts as in the provocation today harden not your heart towards him but give it to him who is the alpha and the omega who is the beginning and the ending he knows you better than you know yourself he is the source of your life and today he is calling out to you calling out to you no matter what season you are in to cleave to him like the tree cleave to the ground he is calling out to you to hold on and not let your circumstances pull you away from him because your your summer and your spring is found in him today if you want to cleave to the author of your life no matter what season you find yourself I would urge you to make this choice to hold on to him with all you have. And pray this prayer with me. Say Lord of the universe, God of all creation. I recognize that I have been living my life outside of the source of my life. I realize that I've been trying to make it all on my own. I realize that I'd set myself against you as an enemy to you. But today I choose to take a new turn. I choose today to lay down all that I am. in favor of cleaving to you like the tree to the ground i choose to lay aside whatever season i am in and to hold on to you because i know that you are the source of all things i know that you are the source of my life so i choose to cleave to you jesus today Thank you for loving me so much so that you created a way back to you.
I give my life to you in its entirety today. And I say, Jesus, come into my heart and rule and reign over my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, if you prayed this prayer with us, you've taken the first step towards a life that is cleaved to God towards your source of your life. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 19, that repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. This is the time of refreshing. It's a time of renewal. Back to the source of your life. If you would like more information on the steps, step that you've just taken, and how to walk this walk of cleaving to God at all times, you can get in touch with us on the following contact details. Facebook, we are bite-sized on Twitter. We are by at bite underscore word. And on Instagram, it's bite word. Or you can send us an email on bite-sized zero at gmail.com. Well, friends, this is where we end this week's bite-sized Bible study. Remember, Almighty God has given you this time in history to live for Him and to be the light of the world. Live a life filled with Him. Join us next week as we tackle a new theme. This has been a presentation of Bite Size Bible Study. The Lord bless you and keep you. Goodbye. Thank you.